Do complex legal issues hold you back? Let's get energized and bring clarity to your top legal questions. This is Law Talk with the Flock by Guzman Law Firm. I'm your host, Gina Guzman, CEO and managing partner of the Guzman Law Firm, author and business leader, here to help navigate you and your way through the law, your business, and your life as a leader. Thank you for joining me, and today I have with me Anna Limoge. Hello. Anna is a trial attorney or a litigation attorney at the Guzman Law Firm, and we're going to talk about what happens if you get sued or if you want to sue someone. Hopefully that never has to happen, but uh, we're here if that does. Exactly, so. exactly. And I think I want to get this out of the way right away. For people that are not lawyers that are listening, what does litigation mean? Litigation is more than just all the court stuff. Litigation is basically handling problems for people. A lot of times there's contract disputes and everything, and so what we do is we step in, we try to resolve that problem, both from the very beginning all the way to the very end and possibly even after trial. and But isn't litigation, too, just kind of a fancy word for trial work? Yes. And I always thought that was, people call themselves a litigator. <laughs> and I'm like, what did that mean before I went to law school? Yes. In the law, we have all these big fancy words. But essentially, that's the process of taking a case, suing somebody, or being sued, and how you go through that whole process. Exactly. All right. So let's talk about how do you get an attorney? A lot of people, and what they should do is do some research. Um, a lot of people get online. They do, you know, Google up some stuff or whatever. Um, at, also, you can ask around. Uh, we represent a lot of businesses. So we can have a business call another business to see if they know of an attorney that had helped when help them with a certain situation so uh, word of mouth um, by asking your friends and business owners uh, that you know of that helps out a lot too and there are a lot of different kinds of lawyers too aren't there not every lawyer goes to court like you do do they absolutely not there's a state and and planning uh, attorneys there's transactional attorneys that do a lot they all they do is come up with contracts and handle those kinds of situations um yeah there's there's a lot of different kinds of lawyers so so you might need different kind of lawyer or different type of law firm depending on what you have that you're dealing with. Absolutely. And at the Guzman Law Firm, we say we're, we're full service for businesses and business leaders. We help people win disputes. And that's what we're talking yes. about today. Yes. How can different disputes get resolved? Let's t touch base on that because there's lots of different methods and you kind of already alluded to that, but let's, let's dig into some of them. So it kind of depends on what the problem is. Um, Usually, a dispute can start out, um, for example, if somebody owes the business money. Um, we can start out by writing a demand letter um, to the company or person that owes the business money. Um, and sometimes we do that twice. There's also a form of a demand letter where we attach an actual drafted complaint that we don't yet file with the court, but we're letting the other person know that we're pretty serious about collecting this debt on behalf of our client. So that's one method. Um, another method is just to work with the other side's attorney if they do have one um, and try to come to a resolution that's, you know, benefits both parties. So, And then obviously you can file a lawsuit in court and that's go through the court process, litigate the case, 
go to trial. Uh, and then there's alternative forms of dispute as well, um, ADR. And we've talked about those in another podcast, but mediations and mm-hmm. arbitrations too, mm-hmm. right? Absolutely. So those are just basically different forms of going to court in a way, um, if we want to simplify it. Uh, but they're handled outside of court. And you have somebody like an arbitrator who is basically like a judge. You have somebody who's a mediator who goes be- you know, between the two parties to c- try to come to that compromise, to try to end the dispute. So those, yes, those are other forms. I actually just got to become an arbitrator myself with the AAA last year. And I heard I've always about been that. the lawyer, and I, I'm <laughs> kind of excited to now get to sit in the, the judge's chair, so to speak, and arbitrate the case. So it's a, a unique vantage point to yes. sit from. Yes. Let's talk a little bit about how you prepare for court or how you prepare to handle a dispute. What are some of the steps that you go through, Anna? So a lot of times what we do is we ask the client for every bit of information that they have. And do they want to actually give us all that information? Sometimes not. So sometimes they don't know exactly what to give. So we have to be able to ask them correct questions and ask for the correct information. Um, And sometimes they give us, you know, one or two or little bits, and then we need to ask for more. So... But in anything that they give their attorney at that point in time is confidential or privileged, Absolutely. right? So there's a protection that attorney and client ha- attorney and clients have um, called the attorney and client privilege. So any communications are protected. Any documents given to them, emails, anything that has to do with, you know, the work that the attorney is doing on behalf of the client is protected from being exposed. And let's compare that to what is actual evidence in a case. So it, when we go through what we call the discovery process, where both sides exchange evidence, if if there's documents or emails that have to do with the dispute, that stuff isn't protected, right? No, it depends, and it depends if it's just the, between the client and the attorney, or if there's other people on that email. So if there's somebody outside of that relationship where that, where that information has been shared, there is no protection there. And it has to be shared with the other side if it's relevant to the lawsuit. Got it. So there's a big process that you go through in a case, the discovery process, where there's documents exchanged Mm -hmm. and depositions. Uh, Let's stop for a quick second. Tell everybody, what is a deposition? So a deposition is you're under oath. There's a court reporter, possibly a videographer there. um, And the other side, and possibly your own attorney, is going to ask you questions that are relevant to the case and maybe even walk you through the timeline and go through documents and everything is transcribed. So it's a little bit nerve-wracking. It's not quite like being in court, but it's not just a normal conversation with anybody. There's evidence that is trying to be collected during that deposition. We do a lot of depositions right here at this table too, don't we? We do. (laughs) Absolutely. So how do people end up becoming a witness in a case? Uh, If you have personal knowledge of what happened in the case, you may be called as a witness. Um, It may be a lot of knowledge that you have, or it may just be something that you witnessed one comment, or you witnessed one document, or you have knowledge of a certain process. So anybody that would be able to uh, provide some relevant information to the case is a potential witness. And people often don't want to be a witness, do they? No, because it's uh, it, it can be a little nerve-wracking. So, mm-hmm. And different cases have different number of witnesses. I've always kind of found mm-hmm. that the bigger the case or the higher the dollar amount involved, the more witnesses there tend to be. That's absolutely true. 
And if there is more dollar amount involved, you're talking about um, you have more pressure to prove that case. Um, and the other side is going to try to disprove your case, you know, if you're the plaintiff. So, um, yeah, I mean, it kind of depends on how complex the case is, too. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. uh, about a decade ago, I had a case where there were over 300 plaintiffs. It was not a class action because they all had different claims uh, arising out of the same incident. So we had to take over 300 depositions of those different plaintiffs in that one case. I bet that took a little bit of time. It did. It was about six months <laughs> worth of time to take all those depositions. So did you have to travel for those as well? I got very comfortable in one hotel. Okay. Yes, the front desk knew my name really well. <laughs> so how long does this whole process take, Anna? You know, a lot of times there's a scheduling order put up by the court. Um, and so you have deadlines, and you have to get it done before a certain time. Um, those deadlines, if they have to be, can be extended, um, but you have to ask permission a lot of times or get, you know, um, agree with the other party to do so. Um, I mean, we're talking, it could go about six months, you know, usual discovery process. I don't know what it was like with 300 plaintiffs. Uh, that may have involved a couple extensions, so <laughs> I'm not quite sure. <laughs> yeah, so I, I think most cases tend to take about a year and a half yeah. on average uh, yeah. if they're, it's a typical case. And then mm -hmm. those larger cases that we referenced, I've had one case that was a 12-year matter. And uh, mm. But when there's uh, tens and tens of millions of dollars at stake, they tend to have 40 different lawyers working on them, and uh, that <laughs> extends things out quite a bit. But I suppose. Most cases are around about a, a year and a half on, on average, or two years yeah. by the time you get through the whole process. It's not like yeah. in the movies, right, or in TV no, where it just happens tomorrow. absolutely not. Although we'd be ready to go tomorrow, right? We would be. Yeah, we would be. Well, thank you, Anna, for sharing your insight with everyone today. Appreciate having you on the podcast. Yeah, thank you very much. Go make it worth it. Thanks for joining us for Law Talk with the Flock by Gooseman Law Firm. We hope you feel energized and ready to soar past your goals. Become a Flock fan and subscribe to our podcast for weekly episodes. Learn more at GooseminLaw.com.